Thursday evening. Time for some jazz. So I thought I'd come in today and try and give you a um, soothing, calming voice of reason, perhaps. I don't know. Play you um, five jazz artists, five compositions, and try and give you some peace of mind in this incredibly chaotic world that we're currently residing in, at least for those of us in North America. I know that there are people who listen to this show in other parts of the world throughout Europe and Southeast Asia. There are a few people who listen. Uh, and I know that many of them did get to witness what took place yesterday on the telly. I'm not going to talk about that. But I do know that many people are feeling um, a lot of emotions. Anxious, of course. Some people have gone into pretty severe depression over, well, a combination of a a multitude of things. The pandemic, the um, ongoing pandemic for that matter, the... um, slow rollout of the vaccination program and what we witnessed yesterday. So, um, I want to distract from all of that for, you know, a few minutes of your day. Now, I apologize that my voice is not in fine form this evening as I'm a, a, a little hoarse. Uh, I had a very long day today, Um, a lot of talking, and uh, as a result, my throat is dry, but I find this lovely pint of Guinness I've just poured in front of me will help to make things a little bit better. Well, maybe not vocally speaking, but emotionally speaking, for certain. All right, I'm going to start this evening's... uh, show off with a uh, composition from uh, a gentleman by the name of Eric Reed. Uh, He's from Philadelphia. I featured him in the past, and uh, I'll feature him again in the future because I really like his music. He's a a jazz pianist, composer. Uh, He he is both a solo artist and a member of the uh, group Black Note, which he formed uh, in 1990. He was uh, 20 years of age at the time. He just turned 50 this past June. So from the album For for Such a Time as This, there's an incredible amount of irony in the title of that album. Um, I selected this album and song a few days ago. Okay, uh, sorry. My mind wandered. That happens in these weird times. For such a time as this, the album, the title is called The Break. This is the magnificent Eric Reed.
from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the magnificent Eric Reed. Now, I'm sure you can hear the influence of uh, the late, great Oscar Peterson on that particular track. Who's kidding who? That's absolutely the only individual I can envision on that. That is not diminishing Mr. Reed. In fact, it's actually paying him an incredible compliment because that certainly sounds like something Oscar would A, write and B, absolutely approve of. So Mr. Eric Reed has been playing piano for 48 years. He started at the age of two. He's a PK. That would mean to many people who are unaware he's a preacher's kid. His father was a minister. And he began to play the piano in his father's church when he was but a young boy. At the age of five, um, he began to study at Philadelphia's Settlement Music School. When he was 11, they moved to uh, Los Angeles, California, where he studied at the R.D. Colburn School of Arts. In 1986, Mr. Reed uh, was fortunate enough to, to uh, meet up with uh, the magnificent Wynton Marsalis, and uh, that, that, that encounter effectively changed the course of his life. He was um, 16 when he, when he met up with them. At the age of 18, uh, when he was at uh, CSU in Northridge, California, he, uh, he ended up touring with uh, Mr. Marsalis for a little while. He's recorded with Joe Henderson and Freddie Hubbard. He's uh, worked with the Lincoln Jazz, uh, L- Lincoln Center Jazz Orchestra, and has, uh, as a band leader, he's recorded on oh my goodness, at least thirty albums in total, as a leader, as a sideman, at least about a half a dozen. Of course, that particular track um, harkens back to the magnificent playing of. Uh, my favorite jazz musician of all time, Mr. Oscar Peterson. Again, I apologize that my throat is a little off. My voice is not where it should be this evening, but I really, um, I really wanted to put out a show tonight because I thought some calming jazz might help, might help quell some emotions in people. Now, that was definitely not soothing jazz, but it certainly was escapism jazz. I'm listening to that song, and it's one that I want to sit um, the center of my couch, which is set up perfectly for incredible soundstage from my my stereo system, for want of a better term. It's it's more of a professional PA system because uh, I work in audiovisual, and um, I have access to a lot of stuff. <laughs> I don't want to get too technical here, but I, I've assembled a really nice sound system. Now, is it the world's greatest? No, by no one stretch of anyone's imagination. Is it, is it anywhere near that? However, it um, fits the bill quite nicely for my very humble abode, and the sound is quite magnificent. I've talked about it in the past when I've had friends over who are musicians who have listened to a vinyl recording of a song that uh, they'd only ever heard on the, in a digital format and then began to pinpoint sounds they'd never heard before. 
Of course, I explain the science of sound to them. In my rudimentary understanding, I mean, I've been working in the industry for 30 years, and I've read multiple books and taken, my goodness, I, I can't begin to imagine how many thousands of hours of courses. But the thing is this, I'm, I'm, I'm just a college graduate. I did not go to engineering school. I'm, I'm not a scientist. Um, but I do know what sounds good. So anyway, that particular track that we just heard is one that I like to sit back in the sweet spot on my couch, turn the lights off, light a candle, and pour a beverage. Now the beverage, that varies from person to person. Perhaps a pint of Guinness, which is what I'm currently enjoying, or maybe a whiskey, maybe a cup of tea, Perhaps a, perhaps a cup of chai. Reminds me of a, a moment in time uh, from about a year ago when we were all allowed to travel. And I was in uh, uh, India visiting my dear friend Sasha. And Sasha was kind enough to arrange um, passage and accommodations in Agra. Now, Sasha lives in New Delhi, India, which is a, a very large city. It's 29 million people. And we um, took a, a, a Friday night overnight trip to Agra. What you need to understand is that there are two magnificent UNESCO World Heritage Sites in Agra. There's the Red Fort, which is breathtakingly beautiful. And as you tour about it, you come up to a certain level and you overlook the river and then you look to the right, and there is the Taj Mahal. So the following morning, we um, went to the Taj Mahal. And uh, there are no words to describe the beauty of it and, and the transcendent moment that I felt. I, I tried. I shot some video. I, I, I streamed some stuff live to try and give people an idea of what I was experiencing. But... Unless you've been there, you will never truly understand it. So, after all was said and done, we went back to our hotel and we, we had some breakfast. And uh, the head of the tour guide company that uh, we had uh, used uh, showed up to, to uh, apologize to Sasha for an episode that took place. He was this, uh, a delightful young man, ridiculously good-looking. And we, um, he said, please let me take you around. I need to take you to the marble shops. And sure enough, we went to this one shop that, although the shop itself is nothing to get excited about um, showroom-wise, the, the art in it was incredible. So while we're sitting there, and having a conversation, and they're going through many things. And, and, and I, I'd done a little bit of background research onto how a lot of the Taj Mahal was built, and they had multi-generational members, uh, former family members who had, you know, been trained as marble and stonemasons, and uh, they know how to... Well, the, these people are hired to repair the Taj as, you know, over time and 
pollution adds to the decay uh, of the monument. It's a tomb, after all. These individuals replace pieces as, as they need to be replaced, and they do it in the exact manner that it was done 600 years ago, 500 years ago, whatever the case may be. Uh, 1500s, I think it was built. Anyway, uh, as we were sitting in this uh, showroom and they were showing Sasha some of the things she was interested in, they said, would you like some chai? And I'm like, absolutely. So they poured us a magnificent uh, cup of chai, and I just had a transcendent moment there where I thought of that cup of chai when I mentioned chai while talking about this song. Okay, that was a rambling story, but this is songs and stories, so it's to be expected, right? I, uh, I, I, I'm going to always tell you things, oftentimes that will be personal and, and sometimes not so much, but... Um, of this show is to get you to like the music and I want to give you something you can try and relate to. Maybe you can relate to that story, maybe you can't. I honestly don't know. I want to play a song now from a Danish jazz um, band. The name of the band is uh, unique and, well, tell you what, the band is called Girls in Airports and the song title is Lynn. Please enjoy this.
from Copenhagen, Denmark, Girls in Airports, with their most recent release. Uh, the title of the album is Dive, released on the 27th of November, 2020. Considering that this is uh, the 38th of December, 2020, that's just a little over a month ago. Yes, you heard me correctly, December 38th, 2020. Because 2020 has been so awful, it just continues to roll right on through. December will never end. Or so it would seem. That is their sixth album as a, uh, as a group. The band consists of uh, saxophonist uh, Martin Stenter, uh, keyboard player uh, Marius Holm, percussionist Victor Dibro and uh, drummer Andres, Andres Westergaard. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Now that the band has been described in, and um, as a unique blend of Nordic jazz lyricism, indie rock influences and sounds from around the world, but the, the thing about this band is I, I, I think they are absolutely at the vanguard of Nordic jazz. And if you think Nordic jazz is, isn't a big thing, well, you would be sadly mistaken. Jazz in, in Nordic countries, uh, you know, Iceland, uh, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Finland. Jazz is a massively popular musical style in those nations. Along, of course, with black metal, death metal, and speed metal, metalcore. The funny thing is, a lot of heavy metal, black, death, speed, metalcore, is all based on jazz. I'm not going to do a transition between the two. This is going to be always a jazz show and nothing else. But I have said in the past that uh, mathcore, metalcore, the players are using jazz chords, um, uh, jazz timings, 5-8, 7-8, uh, just complex rhythms. And as somebody who grew up listening to heavy metal uh, and growing to appreciate and love jazz as much as I do, I see the, the polyrhythmic um, marriage of the two genres, if you will. I'm going to try something uh, a little bit different on the next show. I, I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to do a call-in interview with a jazz musician friend of mine. We'll see if we can make that happen. Um, I'm not promising anything, but I, you know, just give you a little heads up that I might be able to do that. Maybe get him to play a couple of live things, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, as this uh, pandemic goes on and on and on. We're going to try and do a few different things here as this show grows and expands and, and uh, well, let's, let's have some fun with it, right? So Girls in Airports, yeah, Copenhagen, Denmark. I like these guys. Uh, that's, like I said, that's their sixth album and they do have a scheduled tour uh, starting in uh, February. So, a um, little, little more than a month away, middle, mid, mid February, they were. They have a planned tour in mid February, 
again, nothing is set in stone, nothing is guaranteed, as we're all waiting to see how many people can get inoculated and how fast we can make that happen. Until such time as we know that we're all safe, we can't get too ridiculous, right? So sticking with a uh, European flavor today, let's go to, uh, from, from Denmark, we're going to go a little south to uh, the Netherlands for a band that uh, they got together, I guess, in 2002 was when they first got together. So 19 years, officially, um, this year, uh, when exactly in 2002 they got together, I'm, I'm not entirely certain, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, the members of the band, the three original members, have known each other since 1996. So, 25 years on, the three J's, Jean, Jan Dulles, Yap Quakten, and Yap the Wit. That was the original band members. And this particular track, well, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the name of it, because quite frankly, I will terribly, terribly, terribly mess it up. Let's just play this and enjoy it for what it is.
some modern Dutch fusion. The three J's, jazz master musicians. I believe, and I say I believe, that is from their most recent album released in May of 2020. The reason I can't give you more detail is because so much of the information about them is written in Dutch, and um, trying to translate some of it is, well, <laughs> uh, suffice to say, um, Google Translate needs to do a little bit of work to get it better. But that's okay. I mean, in the end, it's all about the music, right? Now, that's a different lineup of the band. It's no longer the original lineup. Uh, they've had a number of members come and go over the decades. I mean, after all, they've been together for, what, uh, since, well, 2002 as a band, but they first met in 96, so 25 years is a long time. And, you know, a few members come and go. Nevertheless, a magnificent group of musicians with a uh, certainly a uh, jazz fusion style, but if you listen carefully, I think you can hear some hard bop in there as well. Okay, on to another band, and uh, this is, um, well, mostly an American band, which formed originally in 1977. However, they've had multiple members over the uh, decades, and this particular recording is a uh, collaboration. It's um, the Yellow Jackets with, um, what's his name? Oh my goodness gracious. The uh, WDR Big Band. This is from their most recent album, released in this year. This is uh, Jackets XL. This is the Yellow Jackets with the WDR Big Band. With their track titled Downtown. Thank you. 
goodness gracious me. Downtown, the Yellow Yellow Jackets and the WDR Big Band. So as I mentioned a little bit earlier, Robin uh, Ford was the founding, one of the founding members of the Yellow Jackets. Uh, Who's that, you may ask? Well, Robin Ford has uh, been on the uh, music scene in the United States of America and internationally known for almost 50 years. He was born in 1951, and he's a blues, jazz, and rock guitarist. He was a member of the LA Express. Of course, he was a founding member of the Yellow Jackets. He's collaborated with, you know, a couple of lightweights in the industry, you know, um, Miles Davis, Joni Mitchell, George Harrison, Rick Springfield, Little Feet, and Kiss. You know, a couple of musical lightweights in the industry. That's sarcasm in case you didn't pick up on that. So the band, the Yellow Jackets, when they originally formed, it was... um, They were the name was the band members didn't really have a name. Each member of the band submitted uh, different uh, band names. They 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 put together a list and said, you know, each each individual had their top three or top five or whatever the case was. And um, world famous jazz producer Tommy LaPruma chose Yellow Jackets, and he thought. This is the one. So the band was, uh, again, largely a jazz fusion. And, and, and the record you just heard was um, uh, was released in uh, November of this year, uh, November 2020, Jackets XL, with the WDR Big Band. Now, the WDR Big Band is um, effectively uh, one of the most famous uh, Euro- European jazz groups. Um, touring, playing, recording, uh, writing today. Uh, They're from Germany, and they've been around um, since about, I guess they were first formed in 1946. So none of the original members are in the band anymore. They've had many members come and go. But uh, it was a function of public broadcasting from the... um, a German public broadcasting system, the, uh, oh, I'm going to try and pronounce this correctly, Westdeutscher Rundfunkkorn. I know I messed that up. They're from Cologne, Germany, originally. Uh, musical ambassadors uh, from Germany promoting jazz uh, culture at home and around the world. So 70 years the band has been together. And again, uh, you know, it's it's multiple artists have come and gone throughout the decades but they've featured some of the greatest jazz artists in history uh, Ron Cardo Paquito de Rivera Arturo Sandoval amongst others of course again touring for 70 years uh, under the same name and under the same guise they don't they don't mess with the formula too much okay I have one final song for today, and um, I, I, I've only discovered this artist in the last, I'd say, six, eight months, maybe. 
you know, as I venture down the rabbit hole of jazz, it's it's difficult sometimes to pinpoint certain artists that you go, wow, there's a guy I want to follow or a girl I want to follow, a girl, a woman. My apologies, uh, a woman. I don't know too many girls playing jazz, but uh, there are a number of women that play jazz. And uh, this this particular individual, um, he's young. Uh, my goodness gracious. Uh, he wasn't even a year old when I graduated high school. <laughs> Give you an idea. Um, this is Will Bonass. He's from uh, Winnipeg. And uh, he's been on the scene for quite some time now. I mean, truth, truth be told, when he was 17, he, he toured the world and wowed a lot of individuals. He's worked with uh, Vichy Coleman, Quincy Davis, Jimmy Green, just to name a couple. He's, well, you know what? Why don't you have a listen to this song? This is from his most recent record. Uh, it was only released a few weeks ago. Um, I guess November 30th. So, it's very new. This is Guiding Light, Will Benes. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
my goodness gracious. Guiding Light, Will Boness. From Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Good Canadian prairie kid, I'll tell you what. He, um, he's a, uh, well, obviously an uh, incredibly accomplished musician. He's worked as a sideman in, uh, in, my goodness, about 30 or 40 recordings. This is his third solo album, released on the 30th of November, just uh, a few weeks back in this ongoing year of 2020. Yes, it's December 38th today. Um, he's been playing um, Big Bop Nouveau Band since uh, he was 17 years old, so that would have been about 19... Um, when was he born? 1985. My goodness gracious, he's so very young. He's 36 this year, so yeah. And yet he sees 20 years experience almost. He's worked with Quincy Jones a number of times, which, well, my goodness gracious, that's, that's the upper echelon of music, right? This is from the album uh, titled uh, Wilburness Change of Plans. As I said, he's, uh, this is his third uh, solo album. He's, he's recorded with literally a who's who of jazz over the decades. Still a very young man. Has so much more left me, uh, to, to produce. He is a professor at a uh, university in uh, Manitoba whose name... Unfortunately, is escaping me at the moment. Um, one of the side effects of being a hockey goaltender in Canada is you take a lot of pucks to the face, and over time, your memory fades a little bit. However, thankfully, I, I do have um, access to the internet, which can give me, you know, information as required. But because this is a live-to-tape recording, I'm not going to look it up right now. If you like Will Bonness, B-O-N-N-E-S-S, as much as I do, because he is a magnificent uh, jazz musician, feel free to search him out and listen to his uh, magnificent recordings. Again, I apologize today for the uh, lack of the voice, as uh, I had multiple meetings and phone calls today, so I'm a little bit talked out, but... I just wanted to put something out there because the world is in such a state of chaos. I thought it would be nice to have a soothing, calming voice in your ear, along with some jazz. Okay, friends, I want you to take care of yourself the best possible way you can. I'll see you soon. <laughs>